There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we roll in here. Take one. Yeah, we good. Just in case y'all wonder why I do that, the take one... Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the behind the behind the scenes stuff for movies and things like that. When they say take 17 action, I don't know exactly why they do it. I just imagine why and why I do it is because I'm recording the audio on a independent microphone and the video on an independent video camera. So when I put them together in the editing software, that loud creates like a spike in the audio waves and it helps me align or merge together the audio and the video correctly but you don't care about that has nothing to do with this podcast or the content of this episode it was just i wanted to share that with you anyway in this episode today first of all good morning you are listening to life and english podcast i'm your host tony kaizen in this episode i'm going to talk really quickly about how listening can make you a better speaker and this is for any language it doesn't matter if you're trying to learn english or if you want to become a better speaker in your native language it's all the same in my opinion and back in june of last year i did an episode called how writing can make you a better speaker i highly recommend you go check that out at lifeinenglish.net forward slash ep46 or if you're not on the website just scroll down until you see it but anyway i recommend you check that episode out because writing really can help you become a better speaker in any language and just in case you haven't heard that episode I'm going to run over some of the main points from that episode really quickly but I still recommend you go check it out because I go into much more detail so before we talk about listening let's talk really quickly about writing some of the ways that writing can make you a better speaker um, number one it helps you think critically about what you're really trying to say so when I What I mean when I say that is when we write, we have to think before we put the words on the paper. So just by being forced to take that extra moment to think about what you really want to say, it helps you get into the habit of organizing your thoughts of, let's say, figuring out what it is that you really want to say. Like I said, 
because if you don't do that, you'll just be writing all day for hours. And then at the end of it, you won't even want to read it. So imagine somebody who's speaking all day for hours because they don't really know what they want to say. You don't even want to listen to that. So it's kind of like the same concept, you know. Another way writing can help you become a better speaker is it lets you explore your thoughts more in depth, let's say, because you're not speaking to a human being that's waiting for you to finish talking or just waiting to hear what it is you really have to say. You could write for 10 minutes or three hours. It really doesn't matter. But you have complete control and there's no pressure to go as deep as you want into a particular thought or idea. Another way that it'll help you become a better speaker is your ideas will become more clear to you and others. So after you finish writing all of these texts about these ideas or these experiences, your memories, you can go back and read it. And then it's kind of like listening to your own thoughts, but you're not inside your head anymore. You've put it down on paper and you can almost detach from the thoughts themselves and just read them objectively and see what you think. And the more you do that, the way that you speak, the way that you express yourself, the type of things that you say over and over again, they become very clear to you. All right. Next is your thoughts will be much more organized. I kind of already touched on that point, but it's just by writing and being forced to think critically about what you want to say before you say it, you know, the ideas that you eventually express will be much more organized because you're taking the time to think through it. And you're only, well, in theory, you're only going to say what's actually necessary. That's very important in the activity of speaking and expressing yourself. There's no, there's generally no reason to say more than you need to. There's no reason for that. All right. Um, Another reason, concise writing gets to the point much more effectively. I don't even know what I meant when I said that. Concise writing gets to the point. No, I read that wrong. Concise writing gets the point across more effectively. And I, a lot of these points are similar, but when I when I say concise writing gets the point across more effectively, what that means is short and sweet messages are received much better than long, verbose, um, you know, complicated messages. People don't want to kind of sit and figure out what it is you're trying to say or listen to you speak for 10, 15 minutes at a time unless you're a podcast host. But in general, like in a conversation or even if you're writing something, people don't want to just keep reading, 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 listening, listening, listening. So find a way to shorten it, get straight to the point, and your messages will be received a lot better. You'll be able to maintain people's attention uh, a lot more effectively, at least in my experience. You know what I mean? Let me see. We're almost to the end of the article. Well-written texts are received better. That's kind of the same thing. Um, and you will learn to recognize and appreciate your audience. That's an interesting one because a lot of times it seems to me that people don't take into consideration who they're speaking to when they're trying to express themselves or who they're writing to when they're trying to express themselves. Like your audience is very important because you might talk to a group of 10 year old kids in a different way or in a way that's different from the way you would talk to a group of 60 year old men and women, you know, or to basketball players differently than you would talk to musicians depending on the subject and the context, but knowing who you're talking to and why you're talking to them helps you formulate the message that you're trying to deliver. It's very important. Um, Writing can improve your social skills and it will help you find your voice. I think listening will do the same thing and we're going to talk about that finally in just a second, but writing can improve your social skills and help you find your voice in the sense that the more you write about your thoughts, your feelings and experiences... I think the more you get to know yourself, 
And the better you know yourself, at least in my opinion, eventually the more comfortable you get with yourself. At least that would be the objective, I think, in a lot of cases. So the better you get to know yourself, the better you know what you actually think. The better you get at expressing what you actually think. In my experience, the more comfortable you are expressing yourself in pretty much any situation. You know, because you're much more in tune with yourself. And I think a lot of social anxiety comes from not being in tune with ourselves. Not really knowing ourselves well enough or not being comfortable with the way that we think, the way that we behave, uh, the way we express ourselves. And the more comfortable you get with that, the easier it is to just interact in pretty much any social situation. And again, that's just my experience. Now, when I say it helps you find your voice, it's kind of a similar point to all the other ones. When I say find your voice, I just mean find who's really in here, what that person really thinks. And if you're not watching, when I say in here, I mean in your head. What does that person really think? What do they believe? How do they express themselves? What do they like or dislike? And what do they really have to say? And by writing, 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 just constantly putting thoughts on the paper, eventually it'll become clear what your voice really is, what you really have to say, at least in theory. That's the idea. So those are different ways that writing can help you become a better speaker. Maybe it doesn't sound too intuitive, but um, all of those things, all those tips and points come from personal experience and the experience of other people that actually recommended to me that I um, start writing if I want to improve my communication skills. So now let's talk really quickly about how listening can make you a better speaker. I just wrote down some quick bullet points here. Um, So hopefully this isn't too long. Hopefully you're still with me. All right. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like so many people have so much desire to become great English speakers. And I want to say speakers in general, but we're talking about the context of learning how to speak the English language, right? So a lot of people want so badly to become great English speakers. They want to become fluent. They want to speak like natives and stuff like that. But it seems to me a lot of people aren't interested in improving their listening skills. A lot of people say, I want to, you know, improve my English comprehension, which means be able to literally understand the words that are being said when a native speaker says them really fast or with a particular accent. I want to be able to understand that they are saying this word. The way I understand it, that's comprehension. But understanding what's actually being said or communicated, that's something completely different. Being able to identify words that are being said to me is comprehension. Being able to understand what somebody's communicating is just different to me so for some strange reason a lot of people don't invest enough time in becoming better listeners because it it seems kind of counterintuitive if you want to be a better speaker you need to write more and listen more a lot of people think i just need to talk more and you do like talking is very important if you want to learn how to talk but just like kids we learn how to talk by listening to our parents friends cousins grandparents teachers etc I don't even know if it's possible to learn how to talk without listening first. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, is it's very important to listen before you speak for so many different reasons. And I'm going to try and get into a few of those now. Um, The first one, kind of continuing the same point I was just making, is by listening more than you speak, especially in the beginning, is it helps you 
notice all the different little details and nuances that native speakers uh, have or exhibit or show when they're speaking their native language. You know, from the cadence in their speech to the intonation on certain words or certain phrases, you know, their energy levels, all this, all this type of stuff, all the little tiny details that you only are going to pick up on if you're listening attentively. And all those little details and nuances are what help you sound like a native speaker, which is most likely your objective if you're learning English. Right? Everybody wants to sound like a native speaker. I want to or even if you just want to express yourself like naturally. You want to feel like yourself even when you're speaking this foreign language. You need to pay attention to these things. You need to listen to the way English speakers express themselves because it might be very different from the way a Portuguese speaker or a Japanese speaker or a Spanish speaker might express themselves, you know? So it's very important. Another thing that listening will help you do is intuitively learn how to use very specific or advanced vocabulary. Just by paying attention to the way a native uses these words and these phrases in certain contexts, you can then start to imitate that behavior or reproduce those phrases or words or expressions in your own conversations. And I think a lot of people have anxiety about doing this, like just repeating something that they heard somebody else say, because they want to know for sure that they're using something correctly. But I always take it back to the example of a child. Like if I if I got a kid, he's six or seven years old, and I'm constantly using the word fuck. Eventually, that kid's going to kind of like pick up on the way that we use the word fuck in the English language, you know, um, and there's probably going to be many times when the kid uses it in a really strange way, in a way that doesn't really make sense. You can tell they know what they want to say, but they haven't really learned the quote-unquote correct way to use the word. And you might think it's funny because it's a kid um, saying something that, like, it's funny because you know what they're trying to say. They just haven't learned how to do it yet, but you can see the intention. You know, you're not laughing at them like, hi, you're fucking stupid. And I think a lot of people have that fear is that they're going to use a word or an expression or something like that in a foreign language and they're not going to use it the right way. They're going to say something strange. And then whoever's listening is just going to laugh at them like they're like they're idiots. And even if that does happen, who who gives a shit? It's most likely not going to happen. But even if it does, who who cares? You know, but I really think by doing that, by listening attentively to the way People use words and expressions, paying attention to the context. If you've been learning English for any amount of time, I'm sure you know by now, it's all about the context. The English language is so dependent on context to truly understand what somebody means to say or what just a particular word means. You need to pay attention to context. So that's not something you're actively doing on a regular basis. I highly recommend you start now. You know what I mean? Because... That's really going to help you learn how to use these words correctly. And again, going back to the idea of using them even before you completely understand them, you need to do that as well. And that's why it's so important to have a language exchange partner, you know, because maybe with strangers, you don't feel so comfortable um, expressing yourself or trying new words or phrases because you don't want to offend them or seem silly or uneducated or whatever it is. But if you got a friend a language exchange partner that you know you can you can take risks with, you feel comfortable with this person, then who gives a shit if you don't say something perfectly or if you don't say something that makes, you know, 
perfect sense. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, the next point I had on here was, this is just personal experience. By listening attentively in conversations or even if you're just listening to a podcast or watching a video or something like that, listening attentively helps you identify or it helped me identify all the things that I should not do when speaking. Just by listening to other, I mean, all different types of people, you know what I mean? All different types of people you can, if you're paying attention, you can quickly identify stuff that you should not do when expressing yourself. So what do I mean when I say that? I mean, look at my notes here, because there's a bunch. The first one. one of the, I'm actually just going to go through a list of things, because I kind of, like I said, I just took quick notes of a couple of things that I remembered I should not do, or things that I've noticed over the years, just talking to people. And the first one is taking way too long to get to the point. Even till today, I struggle with this one. As you can see, we've been talking, what, like almost 16 minutes and sometimes I feel like I still, especially on this podcast, just like ramble and ramble and ramble without getting to the point. But that's something that you should not be doing. It's obviously your choice. You do what you want. But if we're talking about becoming better speakers, better communicators, which is independent of the language you're speaking, doesn't matter what language you're speaking, just communicating in general. Taking way too long to get to the point does a couple things. Number one, it almost guarantees that your listener is going to lose interest in what you're saying. None of us just want to sit and listen to somebody go on and on and on and on and on and never really say anything. That's the worst part. Like if you have something to say, then cool. Take your time. Get it out there. But most of the time, most of us don't really got shit to say. We just be talking. You know what I mean? And just probably listening to a lot of people, if you're listening attentively you'll notice so many of us just talk and talk and talk and don't really like say nothing which means there's no reason to be talking you know just get to the point and shut the hell up i promise you you're going to become a better communicator instantly if you can just practice that one thing say what you mean say what it is you really have to say and then just stop talking just get to the point respect other people's time you know what I mean? You're going to see that you'll keep people's attention longer. The conversation might flow better and for a longer amount of time. Because also when you take too long to get to the point and you're just talking, 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 you almost like kill the other person's desire to respond. Even if you can keep their attention, even if they keep giving you their attention as a courtesy or just by being polite, like if you talk for five minutes straight, ten minutes straight, there's so many things that they might have wanted to respond to or ask you about. But at the end, it's just like, shit, if I say anything, this motherfucker's going to talk for 20 more minutes. So I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? So just get to the point. Also, another thing that I learned by just listening, and this is something I used to do. And just by listening more, I realized that I did it a lot and I've tried to stop doing it completely, which is speak from a place of like arrogance or authority. Most, I can't say nobody. Most people don't like an arrogant asshole. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Nobody likes an arrogant asshole. Most people don't. So you might, like before, when I was younger, um, I used to think that I knew stuff. Because, well, yeah, just because I thought I knew stuff. 
by reading books, listening to podcasts, doing stuff that I thought most other people my age weren't doing, trying to educate myself and looking at the world different and stuff like that. And I kind of started to get a little bit arrogant about my perceived intelligence and education. And then it started to manifest itself through my speech. You know what I mean? And I found myself speaking in a way, like speaking as if I was better than other people, not in terms of like my value or my character, but just better in the sense that I have a better understanding of the way the world works or I have a better understanding of particular subjects or whatever it is. I'm not interested in that petty bullshit everyone else is interested in. You know what I mean? But even if that's the case, which it was not, was not the case, even if it were, by becoming arrogant and letting your ego take over in a situation like that and then speaking from that place inside you, you're just going to turn everybody off, man. You're going to turn everybody off. Nobody wants to sit and listen to an arrogant asshole that thinks he knows everything, you know, and then is subtly like putting everyone else down and lifting himself up through his speech. Nobody likes that type of thing, you know? Um, also, another thing that I noticed that you shouldn't do when you're trying to become a great speaker, a great communicator, is using overly complicated language to express very simple ideas you know you see this a lot actually um in many industries but you'll notice that somebody's full of shit and somebody doesn't really know what they're talking about if they're using all these big fancy words and overly complicated language just to explain something to you or to anybody for that case somebody who truly understands a concept or an idea or truly knows what they're talking about could break it down into the simplest of terms and explain it to a child. That's a key indicator that this person probably or most likely knows what they're talking about. If they don't, then they got to use all these textbook technical terms, you know, that you've never heard of before. And the, the, the ACL, the 324.55 and the Section 8, all that type of shit. Don't, there's no reason to use overly complicated language. There's almost never any reason, especially for you and me, just like normal, I say normal people, quote unquote, there's no reason, you know what I mean? Like, I can understand the um, desire to increase your vocabulary, learn new words, more advanced words and stuff like that. But if you if you pay attention, if you're listening on a daily basis to English speakers, we don't really use that many words on a daily basis. I don't know what the number is. I imagine 500, maybe 1,000 different words. All that other stuff, yeah, it's cool to know. Advanced, more technical, detailed vocabulary. But most of the time, when you're expressing yourself in normal conversations, you don't need all this big, fancy, complicated vocabulary to have a good conversation. And if there ever is a case where you need a more specific or detailed word, then ask the person that you're talking to. Just describe the idea of the word and see if they can help you find that word. Or pull out Google Translate. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. So don't like you're just going to turn off your user by trying to. It's almost like sound smarter or more educated than you actually are or by losing them because they simply can't understand all these big words that you're using. And the point of speaking is to deliver the message and be understood. Right. So if you're if your listeners can't understand what you're saying. Simply because of the language that you're choosing to use, like what's why are you talking Right. So don't overcomplicate it. Just keep it simple. And I, you'll have better conversations. You'll communicate more effectively, I think. 
And also the last thing I noticed, there's a bunch that I could probably say things that you should not do in a conversation, but I wrote down four or five. And the last one is talk too much about yourself. I don't recommend that you do that for a couple of reasons. Um, In a conversation, I think it's important to talk about yourself. If you want the other person to get to know you, I think it's important to say what you think and what you believe. You know what I mean? Contribute to the conversation. That's cool. But just to talk about, uh, it's raining. Just to talk about um, yourself, the entire conversation, that shit is boring. You're not that important. You're most likely not that interesting. And I don't mean that like in an arrogant way or to be mean or anything like that. I'm speaking about myself too. We're just not, probably not that interesting to where two people are just going to talk about you for an hour and a half. It's just boring. You know, so take interest in the other person. Ask them questions about themselves and the way that they think, their experiences, their beliefs. You know what I mean? And keep talking about yourself. That's cool. But there has to you have to come, you have to find some type of balance. You know what I mean? Don't just talk about yourself. Those are some things that just by listening more effectively. I learned that I should not do when speaking. You know what I mean? Just by seeing other people do that so much. And understanding what was happening, being turned off by it, or listening to other people's conversations, like the Joe Rogan experience is a perfect place to learn how to have conversations or the dynamics of conversations. And just by studying conversation, listening to it again and again and again and again, you just recognize patterns and things people do and things people say. And then just ask yourself, how would you react to that? How does that make you feel when other people do that? If the reaction is negative and you don't want people to have that reaction, don't do it. You know? Anyway, um, another thing that listening will help you do is craft better responses during a conversation. And what I mean when I say that is a lot of times it's impressive, man, like how, how, how can I say this? It's impressive how many people are such poor listeners. I mean, really poor listeners, man. A lot of people aren't listening to understand what you're saying a lot of people aren't even listening they're just listening or uh not listening they're waiting for you to just stop talking so that they can start talking again it's the worst kind of person to talk to but there's a lot of those out there and i'm sure you've had an experience with somebody like that before somebody that is only interested in what they have to say you know or the type of person man you get these people if you're talking and They're constantly cutting you off so that they can speak, you know, or if you're about to say something and then they they hear you start your sentence and they immediately start talking and then they realize that you're talking. So they keep starting their sentence over until you stop talking so that they can continue speaking. Those fucking people, man. (laughs) You don't want to be that person. I don't know if you maybe you do. I can't tell you what you want to be. I'm just saying like. It's not a pleasure. It's never a pleasure. I'm sure you know that. It's not a pleasure to talk to this type of person. So anyway, that's not the point. By listening more attentively, when I say it helps you craft better responses, what I mean is instead of just listening to the words that are said and understanding the meaning of each individual word, of the meaning of the sentence that's being expressed, by listening more attentively and learning, it's a skill that you have to learn to listen to what somebody's actually communicating. 
know what I mean? And I could talk probably for another hour just about that idea. I'll probably talk about that in the future. But what I'm saying is by listening more attentively, you're not just going to be listening to understand the words that are being said, but where those words are coming from. I guess that's maybe the simplest way I can say it. And when you learn that skill of actually understanding what's being communicated and not just what's being said, because it's two different things, you can respond better to what somebody's saying and show them that you truly understand what they're trying to communicate and move the conversation forward or wherever direction you want to move it in. But by truly understanding what's being communicated, you'll create a deeper connection with the person that's speaking. You make them feel like you understand them better, which will make them want to talk to you more. You know what I mean? And I I promise you, bro, if you can learn this, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but if you can learn that skill, and it is a skill, and you can learn it, so if you learn it, I can guarantee you, not everyone, but a lot of people will appreciate it, and a lot of people will enjoy talking to you more. You know what I mean? In my experience, you know, people just enjoy talking to good listeners. People love talking, and people love talking about themselves. So whenever they come across like a good listener that'll actually take interest in them, you know, ask them questions, force them to think about the things that they say, force them to like be introspective and talk about their experiences, their feelings, their history, their thoughts and beliefs and things like that. And also, uh, what's the word? And also somebody who expresses themselves well and keep the conversation going, not just ask a bunch of questions like an interview, but also make statements, interact in the conversation. When you have those two things in one person, people love talking to people like that, you know? Maybe I'm being vague, I don't know, but um, hopefully these ideas have given you something to think about, just something to consider. Maybe you can ask yourself, do I possess any of these qualities? Do I do anything, any of these things that maybe he recommends I shouldn't do? Am I a good listener? How can I improve my listening skills? Stuff like that. And maybe do some research on the art of conversation. Listen to more conversations. But now listen to them in a different way. Not just what's being said, but who is trying to be more dominant in the conversation and why? How is the other person reacting to that? How long do they take to express their ideas? What type of words are they using? What's their body language like? What gestures do they use? Stuff like that. So... Again, hopefully these ideas have given you something to consider because the more ideas, new ideas that you have to consider about the same old subject, you start to see that same old subject in a different way, which means now you have an opportunity to learn something new and grow as a communicator. In this case, that was the whole point of this episode, you know, just to give you something to think about. So at the end of it all, you have to practice, you know what I mean? I could give you a bunch of theory and maybe tell you a bunch of stories and stuff like that. But at the end, it's been fucking 30 minutes. Um, And you just got to practice at some point. Got to have more conversations. But just I recommend that you try and implement or how can I say? I recommend that you really focus more on listening than speaking in your next conversation. Yeah, that's all I can say at this point. This episode is way too long. I wasn't expecting it to go this long, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some new ideas to consider. And we're going to get out of here, man. This episode is too long. So this has been another episode of the Life in English podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'll highlight you in the next one. Peace. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.